Good evening. This is Lehigh Valley Discourse, and you're listening to Teen Money Matters. I'm your host, Jayda Dikathari. Teens have enough to think about with growing up, such as societal pressures from peers, parents, family, and more. So how can young people set themselves up for financial success? This program will explore ways to save, budget, and understand the importance of managing money for the future, including interviews with fellow teens and insight from local experts in the financial world. Tonight, we feature... Parkland teenager Adam, who will be talking about inflation. Hey, Adam. Hi. Before we get started, could you just tell us more about you in terms of your interests, hobbies, future interests, plans, and etc.? Yeah, so uh, my name is Adam. I'm a high school student, currently a junior at Parkland High School. And uh, right now, one of my big hobbies and passions is like debate, model UN, that type of stuff. And it really helps because one of my big goals in life is to become a lawyer. Great. So... That sounds nice. And before we get started, today's topic is inflation. And I'm going to just give you guys a little bit of a preface on inflation and why it occurs and some of the different types of inflation. So essentially, inflation is the rate at which prices for goods and services rise. And with this rise in the prices for goods and services also comes the decline of purchasing power over time. Purchasing power is the value of a currency expressed in terms of the number of goods or services that one unit of money can buy. In simple terms, this means that when prices or goods for services or services rise, then the purchasing power, the people that they can purchase, it decreases. And an example of this can be found in ordinary items like like milk, cereal, stuff that's found in everyday items. So let's say that one week the price of cereal is $2 a box. Then the next week, the price of cereal is $3. This would be an example of inflation because the price for the cereal has risen over time. And this also means that the person that's buying the cereal will be able to buy less of using that $2, right? In the first week, they'll they'll be able to buy one box of cereal. But in the second week, they'll only be able to buy the two-thirds box of cereal, which means that the purchasing power has declined over time. So why does this occur? Simply, inflation happened due to various factors such as people wanting to buy more things, production costs increasing, or too much money going around. And ultimately, this means that the money you can have, you have, can buy you less than it used to, and things end up costing more. So some effects of inflation include, uh, one of the most obvious and direct effect is that you now need more money to buy the same things that used to cost less money. However, with everything else, inflation also has many indirect effects. And one of the main ones include that it makes it harder for people to save and budget, which makes it harder for people to overall manage their personal finances. And on a larger scale, it makes international trade unbalanced and competitive and also can result in poverty uh, nationwide. So there's also different types of inflation. And for time's sake and at a core understanding, there's three main ones. First is the demand pull inflation. So this occurs when demand for goods or services exceeds production capacity. Another type is cost pull inflation. This is when production costs increase prices for goods and services. And the third is called the built-in inflation. It's when prices rise, but with the prices, uh, rages also rise. And this is order to maintain living costs and allow for an economically suitable society. And another name for this type of inflation is called an adaptive inflation. So now back to the show with Adam. So 
just to start off, I just want to ask you, what comes to mind when you hear the word inflation and how do you think it affects your daily life? Yeah, so uh, my immediate thought when I hear about inflation is like uh, the cost of goods getting more. You know, like uh, my grandparents always tell me that something costs a lot less when it was in their time. And uh, that really makes a huge difference to modern life and such. I and mean, like for me specifically, it's um, led to things like buying gas to be a bit more. And like if I'm out shopping for some groceries or going to see a movie, it costs quite a bit more to just do any of that, you know? Yeah, definitely. We've all heard the saying like, Oh, this used to cost so much. This used to cost so much cheaper back in the day, and oh, the prices have risen so much. So, have you noticed any recent price increases for everyday items you buy? So, you mentioned like you purchased gas for your car and other things like clothes. So, how did that exactly make you feel? Were you were you upset, or like how do you think that affected your daily saving and budgeting plans? Yeah, and it definitely makes things less convenient. Like I always have to have more money on me always have to be able to spend a little bit more than I would have even just like a year ago for stuff like uh, clothes is a big one for me personally. And then uh, gas is obviously a huge one in terms of like the news and what people have said about it. Yeah, so that's right, obviously. And in the short term, it's affecting a lot of people because everyday items you buy have higher prices. But how does it impact your plans for the future, especially going on, you know, if you're going to attend secondary education or if you're going to be uh, looking to have some investments in the future, how will inflation affect your understanding of the plans that you've already set for the future? Yeah, so uh, personally, this really does affect me because I do plan on going to college and maybe even law school. And uh, it really means I have to save a lot more because, like, I was just talking to my parents about this actually in terms of saving with inflation at uh, any weight. I end up having to save a lot more than I would if there wasn't inflation just to account for the fact that one year it might go up by like 2 3%. Yeah, and we all have to make sure about watching out for those uh, college fees and education loans. You can check out our podcast episode on education about that and playing for college. But inflation is really important, and to combat that, we all need to have a deep understanding of how we can manage our personal finances, our basic concepts of saving and budgeting with regards to that. So in today's society, many, many of our peers have jobs and many of them work at work at a part-time place. And how do you think inflation influences the job market for young people and especially teenagers that are in our area? Yeah, so I can actually speak about this personally because I had a job over the summer and it was significantly harder to get than it has been uh, the year before that and uh, the year before that as well. It's It was much harder. They were hiring less people because they had less money to give out. And in the end, I got actually slightly less pay than I was supposed to because of the inflation when it was accounted for. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a chain and it's uh, I've also experienced it and I've, I've had an internship over the summer and the prices were lower than it compared to be because obviously the company itself had to deal with the rising prices for their own goods and services and they had to deal with other stuff as well. So that obviously influences what the people are going to get and it can leave a huge detriment on young people. But also if you do plan ahead and save for the future, then you can be financially responsible for those and also make sure that you are you know, you are doing what you're supposed to, and this will help you in the long term. You know, you said that you talk with your parents about personal finances, and you said you've talked about them about inflation. So have they ever mentioned things like about inflation that has particularly affected them or affected them, uh, affected any of their friends or family and their community? 
So uh, my immediate family hasn't, but my grandfather was relatively effective. He lives on a fixed income, like Social Security and such. And uh, because of that, he ends up getting being very impacted by inflation because it doesn't change as much as, say, like a normal salary might. And with that, he's been a bit effect- he's been affected by it more than uh, other people. Yeah, so that's 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 really nice because uh, you just touched on one of my points about fixed income, right? And it's it's getting really hard for those people with fixed incomes to deal with this constant rise in inflation, especially in recent times since COVID nineteen and other things happening. Prices have gone up with supply chain management issues and everything else. So it's getting hard for people with a fixed income. Do you know how it affects or do you have an idea of how it might affect people with a fluctuating income and how might they be endangered with the concept of inflation? Oh, yeah. I mean, people with a fluctuating income, their income is going to change a lot over time. and It's going to be pretty volatile. So some people who may have a more stable fluctuating income, like people with a regular office job might be less affected just because they could get like a regular ways to deal with inflation. Like I know some people in my family do. But some people with, say, a fluctuating income that may fluctuate downwards due to inflation, just due to people being less able to buy things and less able to support the company that they work at. Yeah, so with this fluctuating income and rise in inflation, do you think it's been harder for people to start their own businesses and create their own startups? I imagine it's been a lot harder for people. I and mean, like everything in costing will probably isn't very good for that. And I imagine it holds your... I mean, like. When you you start your own business, you're um, saving for it in advance. And with that, you're going to end up uh, losing a bit just because of the inflation right out the gate, along with everything else, I just imagine it really builds up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So especially right after COVID-19, we saw a lot of small businesses and local businesses seeing a decrease in revenue because, you know, people weren't able to have that much purchasing power because of maybe a shortage in income or other circumstances. So it's it's a whole chain and it's affected everyone from the individual level to large corporations. Do you think that uh, inflation, it's important for teenagers to understand the concept of inflation? And if so, why do you think that? Yeah, I mean, I absolutely think it's important just because it affects at least my life in a lot of ways. Like it made my ability to get a job a little bit harder. It was a much more rigorous app interview process than previously. And then even with after getting that job and then making my hourly pay a little bit lower than it was in previous years. And not only this, it ended up making me buying things with this pay worse as well, just because something like gas can go up a lot. I think it's very important to understand so you know where all of this money is going. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I've had personal uh, issues with inflation as well. And with rising prices, um, everything is affected and you have to keep a closer eye on your your budgets and your saving and all of that. So in your opinion, how do you think teenagers can combat, how do you think teenagers can mitigate the impact of inflation on their daily lives and finances? I mean, I feel like the best way to do it, like most things, is just be more able to like save your money, be more able to budget, be able to like have a general idea of how much things cost before you buy them so that you can budget it out right, know if there's anything you might not be able to buy because of inflation and see if there's any budgeting differences you can make in your regular life just to make things a little bit cheaper, make it a little bit easier on you with the inflation and still be able to save some of that money for um, things like college, a new car that may even be worse because of the same inflation. 
Yeah, definitely. And uh, that goes around with our big overall theme of this podcast, which is to, you know, plan early, save early and start budgeting at a young age just to make sure that you have that extra financial leverage in the future in case you ever need it. And that's why it's really important to start as a teenager, start in high school, maybe even earlier, start knowing how to manage your finances and knowing the concepts so you can understand the big ideas in the future. Do you think inflation affects different age groups differently? Like, for example, like uh, we obviously talked about examples of teenagers, but how do you think it affects people in like their 30s or maybe as like senior citizens? Yeah, and I feel like it would really affect people differently. I mean, we've already discussed, but for teenagers, it obviously makes things those starting jobs harder. It makes things like college a bit harder. And then I imagine as you move up in the world, it's going to make things like rent a lot harder. But I feel like once you hit that middle age, it may be a bit eased because you'll have a stable job that might be able to offset some of those losses from inflation. And something like buying a home might be a little bit easier since you've already bought it. You don't have as much to save for, but I think it does loop around once you get a bit older, where now you're looking at things like living on that fixed income from retirement. And I imagine inflation is going to be a huge issue there, as we've already discussed. Yeah, definitely. So... As a general concept, how do you think inflation relates to the changing value of money? And I think inflation is really able to change money a lot more than almost any other concept just because it's able to really make $1 worth a lot less just because of the complete change in like the demand, the production, as you've mentioned. It's really able to change the way that a dollar is viewed on a significant scale. Yeah, of course. And uh, with the value of money we talked about before in our saving and budgeting episode, which you should definitely check out. And we talked about how prices rise for specific products. And, you know, some products have a greater rise, greater inflation effect than other products. So it's important to understand the value of money with that. And just to tie us as an end off, what advice do you have for teenagers that, you know, maybe in the same boat as you trying to deal with personal finance and how do you think that they can properly manage their money and deal with inflation? I mean, the best advice I have for dealing with inflation such as just to know how much the things you're buying are going to cost and come in knowing like how much roughly something's going to cost and know how much of it you're going to get just so you can really have a good idea of what your finances are and not lose hold of anything and not potentially ruin like future savings, future opportunities. Yep, definitely. So... That's for our segment for today. Uh, I loved having you here, Adam. It was a great, lovely conversation. Hope to see you later. We are going to take a short break. You're listening to Teen Money Matters Inflation with our guest, Adam. And we're talking about the rise of inflation in recent times. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. The World Blend is an international mix of music traditions, exploring new music and familiar favorites from indie rock, reggae, zydeco, afro-pop, and Roots music from every continent. An adventurous soundtrack for your Saturday afternoon, whether busy or relaxed. Join us Saturdays from 1 to 3 p.m. for The World Blend, right here on WDIY. Welcome back to Teen Money Matters. We are talking about inflation with our guest, Mr. Bill Henderson. Before we went to break, we were speaking to Parkland teenager Adam Vasquez about the effect of teenagers dealing with inflation. Hello, Mr. Henderson. Hello, Jay. How are you? Thanks for having me on the podcast tonight. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm just wonderful. 
All right. So before we get started, uh, I just want to ask you if you could tell us more about you and the work you do at Valley National Financial Advisors as the Chief Investment Officer. Sure. Thank you. So I, I've spent uh, the last 34 years uh, working for Wall Street firms. My first 26 years, I worked for BlackRock as a portfolio manager, and then I came to Valley National as Chief Investment Officer three years ago. The, the role of a chief investment officer at a firm like Valley National is to oversee the entire investment process. That means I review all the investments that the advisors uh, recommend to their clients who are essentially customers of Valley National. We meet with investment providers, firms like J.P. Morgan, Goldman Sachs, PIMCO, and BlackRock, and make sure that they are providing the best service that they can to our investors so that we can then provide those to the clients. And the objective is to help people invest money for the future. And that could mean retirement. It could mean education savings. It could mean a short-term plan like saving for a house, anything like that. But my role is to oversee all the investment process, run a team of, of four people, which include investment people and traders, and then do things like the WDIY radio show, produce all of our thought leadership, write our papers and our weekly newsletter, and then meet with clients on an as-needed basis to talk about their investment plans, or specific investments, or the markets, or even the economy. Awesome, that sounds great. And I'm sure some of our listeners are, listeners are definitely interested in what your uh, company has to offer and may follow a similar path as you know, many of our listeners are very interested in personal finance and business. The first thing that I just want to touch base on is, can you just provide our listeners with an overview of what inflation is and why it's relevant in today's economy? Yes, uh, good question, especially in today's economy, and, and it is relevant. I mean, like I said, I started in this industry around 1988. To me, as a child before then, I had only a little bit heard about inflation. Growing up in the 70s, you know, it might have affected my parents, but it didn't really affect me. And for most of my life, it didn't affect me as a professional because inflation has been relatively low over the last, say, 25, 30 years. You know, that's just been a, a good fortune of living in America. We've had very low inflation. But recently, inflation has ticked up. So what is inflation? Inflation in the basic form of things is the price of a good or service that you paid a year ago is now twice as expensive today. So inflation means just like you inflate a tire, the tire gets more full of air. Inflation is the price of goods increasing. And the opposite would be deflation. Deflate entire prices go down. It's very rare that prices go down, but prices do go up. But usually prices go up in a relatively calm, linear fashion over long periods of time. But what happened last year, specifically 2022, is we saw inflation spike to 9%. This is about three times what we were used to as consumers in America. So if you think about that, you're used to prices going up a little bit each year. Last year, they went up to a level that people hadn't seen in a lot of people like myself in really their working lifetime. So that's why inflation is so relevant today it's something that we haven't dealt with in a really long time. It impacted us last year, and then you know, there were ways to deal with it, which is what our, the government and the Federal Reserve and groups like that tried to deal with over the last year. Yeah, and just before this, we were talking with our teenage guest and talked about how inflation has played a role since COVID-19 and how it's really contributed to the rise of some prices of goods and services. So are there any specific sectors or industries that are more affected by inflation than others? Yes, absolutely there are. So if you think about 
big industry. So industry that, that makes things like the automobile industry, the, you know, the, the tractor trailer industry, agriculture, building. So building a house, building a building, building, you know, factories and warehouses. They are the, the groups where inflation impacts them the most. And, and the reason is it takes raw materials to make those companies work. So raw materials, things like lumber, like steel, like copper, like lithium for batteries, or like palladium for precious metal inputs in, into a lithium battery or into a complicated piece of a car, catalytic converter, something like that. So it's, it's raw material prices increased a lot, and those uh, big industry areas were affected. But then the other area we had was labor. Labor, how much does it cost to hire somebody? We all of a sudden, after COVID, had a labor shortage because a lot of people who were working got basically either furloughed or laid off or retired and said, I'm not going back to work. So all of a sudden there was a labor shortage. So if you really need to hire somebody, if there's three people for the same job, you are going to be the person that sets the job rate. If there's one person for three jobs, that one person's going to take the job that pays the most money. So you see increases in labor costs. So raw materials and labor, all the things where I earlier mentioned, the industries that are affected the most, that's who suffered the most from inflation increases. Now, if you take the opposite, take technology, you know, what has come down in price over the last 25 or, or 15 or 20 years, it's been technology. Think about the price of a, of a computer. You know, a computer may be $1,000 today, but it does significantly more than a computer did 20 years ago. Your iPhone is essentially a really, really powerful computer. It may be $1,000, but it does everything. It does everything that you had all these other things that you used to have a television, used to have a clock radio, used to have a watch, used to have a camera. All that is in there in one unit. So technology has come down. Uh, the prices of technology goods, like televisions especially, have come down, things like that. So we've seen inflation in some industries and deflation in other industries. Yeah, and uh, as we were talking about before too, it's all it's all just a chain effect, and sometimes industries, one industry causing inflation can also cause inflation in another industry, and so on and so forth. So, what effect does inflation have on purchasing power, and what are the consequences of a decline in purchasing power? Right, that's an excellent question and an excellent way to explain it. Is so, let's take me, okay. When I was 10 years old back in 1975, if my dad gave me a dollar, I could go down to the store. And I know this is going to sound simplistic, but I think it's, it's, it's deserving of a simplistic answer. I could go down to the corner store and buy a pack of gum, a candy bar, a soda, and maybe an ice cream. Each of them cost 25 cents, and I'd be happy, and I'd walk away with a dollar. Today, that same dollar, I couldn't buy either of those single items. Maybe you could get, like some sort of a can of the cheapest soda. But essentially, all those items cost a lot more money. So what that means is the purchasing power that I had of a dollar bill 30-some years ago is no longer the same purchasing power of that dollar bill today. So you have lost purchasing power. And that's the easiest way to think about inflation. Less to think about what goods cost, but more to think about what can I buy with money that I have in my pocket. Can I buy more goods or less goods? And if the answer is less, that's the impacts of inflation. It's shrunk your purchasing power. And that's kind of the simplest way to look at it. You know, the opposite, like I'll go back to the television example. You know, a really high-tech television in the 80s was probably a 19-inch big tube Sony that was probably $1,200. Today, you could go to Walmart 
get a 55-inch flat-screen TV that you and your buddy could hang on the wall. It looks beautiful, and it's a smart TV. It would The picture would be great, and it's probably $250. So there, $1,000 in the old days, now you could buy four televisions. So purchasing power doesn't necessarily always mean I'm losing purchasing power. It depends on how inflation and deflation affect certain industries. Yeah, of course. And I've had conversations with my parents, and many times they've mentioned that it's costing more money to buy certain things. Like, for example, let's let's take a banana. Like before, it used to be, you know, just a few cents, but now it's gone so much more. So these really uh, daily items really show the the drastic impact that inflation can have, especially on individuals at a smaller scale. How does inflation impact investments and financial planning, especially for teenagers and young adults? I mean, it really is a good question because I'm probably making people listening to this call, especially young people, maybe a little nervous about inflation, and they shouldn't be. What they should be really focusing on is how do I invest? How do I invest in the future? My advice would be don't worry about inflation. Pay more attention to investing. Invest now. Inflation will work itself out. If you look at inflation over the last 100 years in the United States, inflation has averaged 3.5%. The stock market, the Standard & Poor's Index 500, has averaged 9.5%. So that's 6% more than inflation. If you'd have done nothing, your purchasing power would have basically ebbed and flowed with inflation. But if you invested in the stock market over that time period, it would have not only kept up with inflation, but it would have vested it by 6%. So my point is, don't mix up inflation and investing and say, well, inflation's going to be high, I'm not going to invest. That's the wrong way to look at it. The right way to look at it is, investing is the right thing to do, I'm not going to worry about inflation. And, and over time, long periods of time, remember, I just used an, an example that's 100 years in the past. That's where I think investing pays off, long, long periods of time. I think it's a really great point that you mentioned investments. How can teenagers get into investments to hedge against the effects of inflation? And what strategies or you know, other types of investments can they implement to combat a decrease in purchasing power? The most important thing is if you're a teenager, somehow get a job. Many, many, many jobs out there. I, I had a paper route. I did worked at a pizza shop. There's so many things you could do. But the first thing is, before you even think about investing, you have to have money. And how do you have money? Well, you're going to have to work. So get a job, any job. That's the first thing. The second thing is to save. Save, meaning invest. Take some of that money and invest it. And I'll come back to how I think you can invest it easily in a minute. But number one is work. Number two, save and invest. And number three, after you do one and two, then you spend. But don't spend until you obviously have saved something and then clearly have worked. People spend money when they don't have it. People spend money when they're not working. Those are the big mistakes. You don't want to get into debt. There's very easy ways to save money. There's a lot of basic mutual fund shops out there that will take 50 or 100 or $500 and allow you to invest it in the stock market. You can pick an index fund. You can pick a low-cost exchange-traded fund that matches an index, and you don't need a lot of money. I'm talking $100 you can start, and if you add $50 a month, for the whole time you're working, even over the summer, make it $100. Whatever you feel, the key is to start early. Your money will double about every seven years. That's a key thing to think about. You know, every time seven years go by, you miss an opportunity for your money that you had invested in year one to have doubled. And the later you wait to invest, the less doubling you have with your money, 
the opposite. The earlier you invest, the more doubling you're going to have with your money. And just to go back to the point that you mentioned previously, that teenagers, instead of thinking about inflation specifically, they should target more of their time towards earning money, saving and investing. Are there any other misconceptions about inflation that you often encounter? And how would you address those to other people? Yeah, I think the, the, the one misconception is that inflation is always, always, always bad. For one thing, we need a certain amount of inflation in sort of prices and growth and markets to kind of keep the economy going. If you were to look at a, a perfect chart, again, over 100 years, our GDP, our gross domestic product, has probably kept in line with inflation. So if we had an incredibly decreasing, deflating economy, shrinking economy, that would not be good for the United States. You want a growing economy with a modest amount of inflation. The Federal Reserve has a 2% inflation target. So obviously we need some inflation. We don't need too much. 2% perfect, 9% is way too much. The other misconception is that it's always bad. Last year, Social Security recipients, so these are retirees that are collecting Social Security disability income, got an 8.7% raise because their raise, it's called the cost of living adjustment, COLA, is based on inflation. So retirees, instead of getting a 2% raise on their Social Security money, got an 8.7% raise. So much better. And, you know, they were probably happy. But at the same time, prices were high. So you have to take the good with the bad. But not in, all, not in every case is inflation always a negative. Everything has positives and negatives, and inflation can sometimes be a double-edged sword. So, so what advice do you have for teenagers about personal finance as a whole, and what are some resources that you're aware of that you would recommend for young adults and teenagers to learn more about so they can save up and have a better future for themselves? Sure. Um, I, I, I go back to my three basic tenets there, work, save, and then spend. They're the three simple things. But there's a couple of really good, simple books that I think are, are worth uh, reading. The first is The Psychology of Money, found everywhere for probably $11. The second is The Richest Man in Babylon, easy read, great explanation of why it's important to save early, probably 7 bucks on Amazon. And then lastly, I know this may come as like, oh, my God, why would I want to read that? But The Wall Street Journal. The Wall Street Journal is a fantastic newspaper, and it's geared for the 7th to 11th grade education. Okay, this isn't geared for MBA students that graduate from Wharton. This is geared for the 7th to 11th grade education. So that fits teenagers perfectly. You will never do yourself harm by reading the Wall Street Journal. You'll become more educated, you'll become more informed, and you'll become a better voter, a better citizen, and a better investor. Yeah, definitely. And I myself have re- has read uh, The Psychology of Money and would personally recommend it to every single teenager out there. So I would just like to thank you for the conversation that we've had today. It was great talking to you. And I think your answers really helped out the uh, listeners on the podcast today. Great. It's my pleasure to be here. I appreciate you, the uh, opportunity. Have a good night. You too. Thank you. Thank you, listeners, for making time for this conversation. You can also find past episodes and other public affairs programming at WDIY.org and on major podcast platforms. I'm Jaydita Kathari, and this is WDIY 88.1 FM. Tune in next Thursday for more Lehigh Valley Discourse, and we'll see you next time on Teen Money Matters. If you enjoyed this program, 
please go to wdiy.org or the WDIY app to share or become a WDIY member.